It's Father's Day, and today on Calm Talk, we're going to talk about some of our favorite fathers, or at least some fathers that stand out to us in Geekdom. Glicks, what is going on? We are receiving a signal from a new area on the planet Geekery. All right, let's see what the planet has for us today. Opening forms in three, two, one. Hello, Devoted Geeks, and welcome to Con Talk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, a show from Devoted Geeks who are devoted to letting you know that you're loved. I'm Dallas. I'm so glad you hit the play button today on this podcast. We listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you found us. Hey, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited because it's, I feel like it's been a hot minute since we had um, just a normal Com Talk with Celeste and I. Speaking of which, Celeste, hello. Hello. How are you, my dear? I'm well. Your hair is looking nice and dark red today. Mm. I'm hoping it it fades a little bit because this is not my favorite shade for it to be. Okay, but I like it in like a few days when it's faded just a little bit. Just a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. It is Calm Talk, and Celeste and I are are talking about Father's Day. It's been a great several weeks for us here at Calm Talk. Uh, we've had uh, episodes in the past. We had uh, a really great episode last week with John of Primitive Rhythm Machine, the final PRM podcast. Uh, I'm afraid, but it was a great one to go out off where he actually interviewed a guy named Victor, who is the former lead guitarist of a band called Pentagram and is now a Christian. Uh, he plays for Pentagram every so often to help them out, but he's had a really great influence in their lives. And before that, Branson had a great interview with uh, uh, some guys who created a, a really interesting comic book series called Chronicles of Faith. And that was the Beach Views and Reviews. And, uh, but we've not had... An old school calm talk. Nope. With just you and I. We also started a new podcast about books. Yeah, we have started that one. It's called We Read Allegedly. And uh, that's on an entirely different RSS feed. Of course, we also had the bottom shelf. Uh, All the things. All the things. Links in the description down below. So, Celeste. Yes. It's Father's Day. It is. And uh, we had a topic that we're going to talk about. We do. Some of our favorite dads in geekdom. Now we're going to start off this off. I just want to say this real quick. Thank you. Happy Father's Day to all the all the men out there who are just doing a bang up job of being a father. Uh, in uh, like it's your biological kids, maybe they're not your biological kids. Maybe you're a stepdad and adapted adopted dad. Maybe you're just a dude who's stepping in to help out some people. We mm-hmm. want to say thank you so much to all you men out there. Yeah. Uh, happy Father's Day to your dad. Yeah, we will. When this airs, we will be heading to my dad's house mm-hmm. to play board games with him and eat pizza. Two of his favorite things. True story. And I want to say Happy Father's Day to uh, all the men in my life who have been stood in the gap uh, for me, and to my own dad, uh, Mister Gilbert uh, Mora. I appreciate all you guys and what you mean to me. If he ever listens to this, I doubt he does. <laughs> I doubt he does too. But you know, it doesn't hurt to throw it out there. So Celeste, we're talking about our favorite dads and geekdom. And uh, we want to hear from the audience. Hey, what's your favorite dads in geekdom? And but we're going to give our just three guys who stood out, stood out to us individually. Yeah. So who is your first dad in geekdom, babe? My first dad that comes to mind, the one that comes immediately to mind because of what we've been watching recently, mm-hmm. is Ashin Kurosaki. Oh. Which for those of you who don't know, that is Ichigo Kurosaki's dad from Bleach. Yeah. Now. Just a fair warning, we have not finished Bleach. No. We are in episode 148. Right. Maybe 149. <laughs> um, so we don't know if he continues to be 
a, a good dad, but he legitimately cares about his kids. He cares about uh, Ichigo. Mm-hmm. He cares about his daughters. He cares about Rukia. Yeah. And and legitimately, at one point, he goes, <laughs> you're just my daughter now, Rukia. And Rukia's like, what? Um, She's like, get he, off me. <laughs> he legitimately cares about these kids, and he's a good good to them. Now, I personally don't think that he should randomly be sneak attacking Ichigo. <laughs> I think he's preparing Ichigo. That's I just think, training. Yeah, well, considering that we have the things we've learned about Ashin, yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. But when I first was watching it, I didn't know these things. And right. So I was like, what the heck is he doing? Yeah, he's an interesting guy. I, I like him. He's funny. <laughs> I, I want to know more about him. And I'm hoping we get more in the next 150 episodes. Yes. <laughs> All right, so my first dad is actually uh, not a dad. Um, I, in fact, we're going through the list. And actually, I was, we were talking about this earlier. I feel bad because most of the guys that stand out to me aren't biological fathers of the people we're talking about. Uh, but the first one is um, from Dragon Ball Z, Piccolo. Piccolo! Now, for those who don't know, Piccolo is uh, a Namekian. He's an alien. and But he steps in to the role of a as a father figure to Gohan, who who's his dad is Goku. Goku's still around. He's yeah. there now. Well, technically he died, but he got better. He got better. <laughs> he got better from death, but, um, he spent like, I forget how long it was. I think it's like six months of training with Gohan, teaching him, training him really became a mentor and a father figure for Gohan to the point where, uh, later as a young man, Gohan, even his his uniform that he wore was in honor of Piccolo mm-hmm. and his place in his life. And um, I love that story arc so much because, again, his dad's there. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, Go, Goku is just kind of, he, he had to be away because he was dead. He was training. But there are so many kids out there that I see that, you know, dad's present. Yes, is a good dad, a solid dad. But sometimes... For life situations, dad can't be there for one reason or another. And these men are stepping in and they have to be a father figure at times. And I appreciate the the role that go that Piccolo played in Gohan's life. Right. Well, and I mean, there's even a lot to say about the fact that even if your dad is the most amazing dad in the world, mm-hmm. it's good to have the influence of others. Yeah, totally. Like, I absolutely love my dad. He is a fantastic dad. Uh, he didn't come in onto the scene until I was much older, but he's still a fantastic dad. But I have friends' dads who I model things that I do after because they were there. Yeah, totally. And they were willing to, hey, this is my kid's friend. Let Mm -hmm. me also parent them. Yeah, I was thinking of Mark specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like they didn't have to do that. They could have just treated me like, some random kid, just a, but some, they, who's this kid? <laughs> who are you? But legitimately, even if they have a good dad, they can still benefit from your influence. Totally. So my, uh, who's your second one? My second one is Lloyd Forger. Lloyd Forger. Because we've been binging spy family. Now there are some, some things in this that, uh, we need to point out the fact of that, <laughs> He has adopted this child for a mission, but he legitimately cares about Anya. Yeah. And even though it's partially for the mission, he legitimately works and strives and worries yeah, about yeah. his family. Totally. Okay. So the disclaimer about Lloyd is there. Yeah. But why Lloyd? He's just a really good dad. He even 
goes the lengths of going, hmm, maybe I should read this manga to help my child understand math. Right. And again, his motivations are not completely there, but he's he's striving to be a good dad, even mm-hmm. if his initial motivation is for the mission, not for the family. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, who's to say that, you know, a good dad's mission isn't that his family has a good dad? Yeah, totally. I mean, just because world peace doesn't rest on it <laughs> doesn't mean that it's not a valid thing. Right, totally. So, um, yeah, it's Loy is definitely a great. He's an interesting character because he's a father who's been who has chosen this life for ulterior reasons, but you see him genuinely falling in love with Anya and Yor, uh, which is his mission wife <laughs> so we're rooting for this family guys if you're not watching spy family uh, you're missing out i just realized that all of my dads are anime dads yeah and and it's just because we're coming off the heels of anime april i got Crunchyroll for my birthday we've been doing so much anime recently we have well let me break the cycle with a couple comic book dads okay. my number two dad is cable nice uh, which he is a, he is legitimately a dad. He has a son uh, named Tyler, and there's a whole there's a really interesting story arc that takes place uh, in the early issues of Cable Volume One uh, called Fathers and Sons, where um, he's kind of navigating the family dynamic of his own dad, which is Cyclops, and then his own son, and just kind of navigating all this sort of stuff and and dealing with the the sins of the father that's being passed down to the son and everything like that. But where he really strives for me uh, is years later during the uh, Mutant Messiah story arc Mm -hmm. where uh, there is a young girl who is born. And this is on the hills of the House of M where nobody is being born mutant. Like the mutant genes just disappeared. And this one little girl is born a mutant. Hmm. And he is on a mission to protect her. And uh, we're talking, he goes to great lengths to protect this little girl. He, he does not know this little girl from Adam, but he knows that she needs protection. And so he does. I mean, he is going afterward, uh, literally time jumping <laughs> <laughs> to protect this baby girl and to raise her yeah. as his own. Um, and uh, I just love that story arc so much. And I appreciate the, the links of it. And there, again, um, just really, I, I appreciate seeing other guys who who step in that they just they're going to great lengths to protect somebody, mm-hmm. just because they need it. Yeah. They just see this that somebody's defense is like, look, you need help, and there's a lot of kids out there who are like that, and they're they need men to step up and do that. To be like, like you just need help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was my number two. So what's your number three? My number three is not a dad, but he acts in a father figure role Mm -hmm. now disclaimer do not agree with everything he does (laughs) because he he kind of fits into a certain stereotype in anime but it's uh shigure from fruits basket okay he is the year of the dog and he's much older than the main characters of the show and he takes in toru and the other two boy young men um Kyo and oh, I forgot his name. It's an interesting name. Kyo. No, I don't know his name. I forgot his name. Oh, 
What I kind see. of parent is that? We're talking about good fathers. His, his family <laughs> was all kinds of jacked up. But it's these children, and there's the stigma against the the members of the uh, Zodiac in the show to the point of where most of their parents have pushed them away. Uh. So he kind of steps in for these young men um, and Toru and kind of guides them mm. to adulthood to do what they end up doing in the show and it's a good a good thing now he's a little he's kind of like roshi a little bit um that's the best way i can think to say it i understand that perfectly without saying it outright (laughs) so every once in a while you're like gross right what are you doing but he legitimately cares about these kids Yeah, yeah he legitimately cares about what happens to them right and he just does a really good job of taking care of of them and also correcting some mindsets. Mm. Toru had a mindset because her, both her mother and her father had passed away. Mm. And she had this mindset of she didn't want to be a burden. Right. So she wanted to work. And so she had several jobs. She ended up moving out of her grandfather's house because they didn't have room for her. And that's how she ended up moving in with them. Long story short. But right. So at one point he goes, you can rest, Toru. And he's, she's like, oh, I don't want to be a burden. And she, he goes, it's okay to, to not cook every meal and not clean our house and then also work your job. Wow. Like there's other people here. You can go study, go rest, go be a kid. Right. And so he just does a really good job of taking care of those kids. Man. So good. So good. All right. So my number three, we're going to share after this quick commercial break. And when we come back, I will share my number three and we'll give our final closing thoughts for Father's Day and saying thank you to to some amazing people out there. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the Culture Box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. All right, so what we like to do here on the Retro Rewind Podcast is at the end of our likes section, we do our classic makers, the things that we loved most about the movies we cover. I'll start us off, then we'll go to Paul. The thing I loved most about The Princess Bride was probably the the dueling sword scene between Inigo and uh, and, and uh, Dread Pirate Roberts, Wesley. That's just such a great sword fight scene. I love that they use the actual fencing, like terminology and techniques. And yeah. the, the only little quibble I have is when Wesley oh, does his... Perfect. Spinning his best sword fight scene ever. Yes, but when Wesley does his gymnastics high bar routine and lands, you can see the 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 pillow bag or the the mat puff up with the dust. You see the outline of it, so it's not perfect. But that is that is my favorite part about Princess Bride. How about you, Paul? I my favorite thing about the Princess Bride is the movie The Princess Bride. I just love that it exists. I love the story. I love the characters. I love the cast. I I love the interaction. It's it's just a great. It's one of my top favorite films of all time. So I like but, the whole movie. Paul, how can that be yeah. your top movie when as good as that sword fight is between Wesley and uh, and Inigo? 
I feel like the one between Inigo and the Six Finger Man should be even more epic, and it's sort of like isn't no, isn't no. as good. He's not better. No, that it, it will be less because Wesley's better, so therefore that fight would be better. All right, fine. You know what? All right, well, I guess. But now we do have to talk about. Oh, darn it! I always do this. How come I cannot remember one more thing I liked? Calm Talk by Geek Devotions. You're listening to it right now. And we're back. We hope you guys go check them out. They are uh, some fellow friends of ours who are part of the Culture Box Network, which is a network that Celeste and I are part of. Culture Box, unpacking truth through story, comedy, and geekery. If you want more information about Culture Box, visit culturebox.media. So my number three dad that I like in geekdom is one that um, nobody is surprised about. And I, I thought about other dads. I thought about other dads. I thought about um, uh, Grandpa from Tenchi Moyo and several other people. But my number one dad, the number three on the list for me today, is Batman. Just plain and simple, Batman. Batman. <laughs> just want to throw this disclaimer out there. Mine were not necessarily numbered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just was throwing them out. I got that. But okay, but your number one dad. My number one is Batman, and and for those of you who want to know more, um, we uh, season one of Geek Devotions, and I'll put a link to the the video in the description of this podcast. Oh, don't do it. I, well, I need to because I I did a we did an episode called Parenting Like Batman, and it was talking about spirit, spiritual parenthood, and that's what Batman is. He's a spiritual father uh, to to so many people mm-hmm. in the game or in the in the books. Uh, from uh, Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, uh, Damien, his own flesh and blood. I mean, the whole dynamic, the way he he deals with it. Now, now he's not perfect, and he's a butthole at times. Depending on who's writing it, it's really terrifying what takes place. Um, But if you pan back and just look at the surface stuff, there's a lot of great principles that come out. And, uh, in fact, I have on my desk, and those of you guys who watch our streams, you guys will see in the background, a uh, a statue called Dark Knight Strikes Again, and it's a it's a statue of Batman from the comic Dark Knight Strikes Again with uh, Catwoman, which was uh, not not the original Catwoman, but this is a young lady who uh, in the first portion of that story took on the the role of Robin, and now she's Catwoman, and um, I can go I can go for hours talking about the subject, <laughs> but I really appreciate the role that he plays and again uh i explained a lot better in the video and i'll post that up for you guys but batman is my is another dad and geekdom that i really appreciate and that i really really enjoy it's kind of interesting because your dad i mean your mom as well but your Mm -hmm. dad is who took you to see your first batman movie it's true so it makes sense that that would be what you strongly associate. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it that way. So it was true. My dad, like my for my fifth birthday, took me to go see Batman in 1989 uh, to see Batman in 1989. <laughs> in theaters. In, in 1989, took you to see Batman 1989. <laughs> in theaters. I love it so much. Um, so, But there's just a lot of things about, about Batman that I really love and appreciate. Um, so that's our, our kind of three and three that we came up with want to hear from you guys. Um, Celeste, anything else you want to say for this father's day edition of geek of com talk? Happy, happy father's day. I almost said happy birthday. Happy <laughs> father's day to all the dads. Yeah. Just 
whether you're a dad or not. Mm. Like you can be, and we've said this before all around Mother's Day, but you can be a dad and not have kids. Yeah. Like you don't have to have fathered a child to be a dad. And just because you fathered a child does not make you a dad. Yeah, that's true. There's a, there is a level of being involved. Yeah, totally. And speaking into a child's life. So if you were just a friend of somebody who's, who, who needs a father figure, even if it's an extra father figure and their dad's great, you know, thank you. Yeah, totally. And for those of you who maybe father's day, you're struggling with it because maybe you didn't have your, your biological father wasn't there. Yeah. Um, first off, we want to let you know that we love you and care about you. And we really want to encourage you to lean into the heavenly father. Yeah. God, it, he's, you know, we, we have the vocabulary of father, but if you have a distorted view of a dad, mm-hmm. it distorts your view of God. And I really want to encourage you to lean into the word and discover what that looks like, what that really means to be a, yeah. a true father. But um, even if, even if you have a dad and he was great mm-hmm. or you have a dad and he wasn't great, <laughs> dads are humans. Yeah, exactly. And God's not. God exactly. Not. So I would encourage you to lean in and figure out how, wh- what God as a dad is. Yeah. Because while humans imitate him, we don't always do the best job. <laughs> exactly. But I want to encourage you guys, reach out to your fathers, to your father figures and to your fathers. And just let them know you appreciate them, that you care about them. You appreciate what they poured into you. And I also want to encourage you in this. Uh, if you have the ability to contact your biological father, and but it's not been a good relationship, and you're questioning how do you do Father's Day with a dad who hasn't been great, um, I want to encourage you in this. There are aspects about your dad that you don't like and that you're perfectly validated in disliking these aspects. But understand this. There are there is DNA that's been passed down to you that's good. Yeah. That you enjoy, that you like. You may have a sense of humor that comes from your dad. You may have a a, a work ethic that comes from your dad. There are things that have been passed down to you that you that come from them. If nothing else, say, hey, thank you for imparting this into me. It may, it'll throw them off, I promise you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but um, don't don't take today and just be be angry. Try to avoid that. I understand why you might want to, some people. But be thankful for who you have in your life. Reach out to those people and say, hey, thank you for imparting to me. Again, I have a lot of spiritual fathers. Yeah. But, um, and I say happy Father's Day to them. They're not my dad. And I understand that I honor him who my dad is. Um, and so, uh, to my dad, Mr. Gilbert E. Mora, Hey, happy father's day. Thank you for your sense of humor you've given to me, uh, for the work ethic you've given to me and for the many, many laughs. Oh yes. He's given, there are stories he's told me. I can't say on this podcast, on this podcast, but hysterical. (laughs) Uh, and then to all the men in my life, um, real quick off top of my list, Matt Marino, Scott Etheridge. Um, there's two guys right off the top of my head uh, right there in front because I see them all the time. Hey, thank you guys. And to all the other men who have stood in the gap for me, thank you for being fathers. 
Okay, well, looks like we are done. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you have loved this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, leave a review. It's very much appreciated. So until next time, stay devoted. Peace and love.